like that food that that, that they're throwing away like you know i've worked in, in some retail establishments like some some sort of garment maybe has a little stain on it you know maybe had a little slight tear one would naturally think oh well just give it to the goodwill somebody can use it no cut it up throw it in the trash there is just there's just a lot of absolute nonsense yeah, but yeah, yeah. so yeah, yeah, yeah he came out and said i'm the gay tupac Welcome to the Any Last Words Pod. My name is Keon, aka Almighty the DJ. And my name is Earl Lonnie Hooks. A very, very heartfelt thanks to everybody that will be joining us today on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, as well as YouTube. And please do not forget to follow us at ALW Pod on Instagram. The God in me honors the God in each and every one of you. Hello, Keon. Good afternoon, sir. How are you today? <laughs> How was your nap? <laughs> it was good. Um, <laughs> you just say that and there's like no context behind it. That's all right. You had um, a nap. You had a nap. Um, I'm super excited to take this trip tomorrow, though. Um, the trip that I already spoke about. Um, but it's so funny. Like the day before you take a trip, it may as well be the last day working at that job because it just feels like you just know you getting out of here. How long are you going on the trip for? Cause that matters um, on whether this really needs to feel like your last day at the job or not. Um, well, my last day of working for that, for this week was Wednesday. I'm off today. Mm. I will not back. I will not be back to work until Tuesday. Oh yeah, kind of. Yeah, that'll, that'll give you that feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll, that'll give you that feeling. <laughs> Why will you? Do well, you you probably used to that feeling. You probably don't even get that feeling. That's that's yeah. very true. Yeah, that's very true. I do live a little bit differently. <laughs> yeah. What was you about to ask me? Well, what was I going to ask you? Mm, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just stopped thinking about <laughs> exactly what I was. You know what's interesting is. <laughs> the lady thinks that that's funny too. I legitimately sometimes when I'm t- when I'm speaking to mm-hmm. someone and they start speaking, mm-hmm. like if they cut me off or they have a question asked, I will completely just throw out whatever I had going on in my mind <laughs> to listen to whatever the person had. It's just like I'm done. I guess I'm done with that. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> I do it all the time. She just be like, well, "What the fuck are you talking about? Like, what, you were just..." I was like, "I know, but that's gone now. Like, you started speaking, so I started listening. Like, so that's gone. I have no, I have no idea." I don't know. Um, but yeah, nah, it, a day before vacation may as well feel like the last day ever working there because that's how I felt like, um, uh, yesterday, just knowing I was about to get out of here. You that's what, what I was going to ask you. Are you just in there just not giving a shit? Just like, like not doing your job? Well? Um, no, 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 no. It's not that I don't give a shit, but it's just like, I'm constantly just like, yeah, you know, this, uh, this is my last day. You know what I'm saying? I got mm. shit to do. Mm. I got places to be. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I'm working, but it's like I'm really half there, half not. Oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm. Like I'm, I'm doing things that must be done, but not everything that could be yeah. done. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If that, yeah, does that make sense? Yeah. You're not going above and beyond. Yeah. Cause yeah, it's at just, all. yeah, it's just like I'm going on vacation. Yeah. Bitch. Sorry, I'm uh, out. <laughs> are you the type of couple that has a, a strict itinerary, like places you have to go, like um, hours of the day sort of feel? Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. Not necessarily. Like there's things that we want to do, but there's not necessarily times that we're going to do, do them. Like certain, like I, we have a, di- a dinner reservation at um, Del Frisco's. Mm. Um, that's a reservation. It's at 
I don't know, eight o'clock, eight thirty, some one of those times. Okay. Um, so I mean, that's set up to be what it is. Night of the night of arrival. No, 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 oh, no, no. Okay. That's Saturday night. Okay. Um, the Harry Potter exhibit is friday night but that's also a certain time because it just has to be yes you know what i'm saying but um we want to go to that market um at some point during the day on saturday that'll happen when it happens you know we'll probably sleep in because that's just not something we get to do all the time Mm. um and then when we get up and we just get situated and we feel like leaving our hotel room we're gonna head over to that market probably more so when we get hungry because we're gonna be doing some eating there Mm. um but so not super scheduled. Um, I don't like to have a, a like a very strict schedule. Some things do have to be planned, but I don't like to have a super strict schedule. though. Mm. Yeah. I was going to ask you something when you said when we get hungry. I've been very interested in hunger as of the past couple of days. All right. I have probably not i have not had a a solid meal in about 48 hours at this point why Uh, because i'm on a fast oh okay (laughs) right so why are you on a fast because i know ramadan is happening right now and i know that probably doesn't have anything to do with it so (laughs) i don't be knowing a fucking thing i had no idea that that was taking place right now yeah also someone said something early what they say to me Someone came up to me earlier today and said, are you ready for this weekend, man? And I was like, yeah, whatever comes. I'm, <laughs> I'm certainly sure. I guess I'll be ready for it. He was like, Easter. It's Easter week. I was like, oh, yeah, for sure. Like, whatever. We're ready. Love that Easter bunny. Like, you know what? <laughs> Easter is definitely, like, I, I will never be like you with holidays, but mm-hmm. Easter is one of those holidays where it really just kind of comes and goes for me. I know it's in, and the thing is, Easter is like one of the only holidays that's on a different day every year. It's not mm-hmm. always on the same day. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know. But yeah. it, okay, so it's just always, it, okay, so it's never like the last it's, Sunday or something like that. It's like, it's, I think it's like Easter Sunday. It's always on a Sunday. I don't know which Sunday it is. And even, even if it is always the third to last or the last Sunday, it's always on a different numerical date is what I mean. Sometimes it'll be on the 17th. It might be on the 25th. Mm. Like it might, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. I understand what you're saying. But isn't, isn't there another one like that? Like, um, like Thanksgiving is on like the last Thursday, but that falls on different it, numerical. I don't think I don't think I don't think that's the case for Thanksgiving. I think it's always on like the twenty fourth or twenty fifth or something like. I could be tripping. I could be tripping. Yeah, because I I, could be I I think that it's always on. But no, it would if it if it is always on a certain Thursday. Yeah, I suppose it could be a different day of the year. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah, but for some reason, Easter always seems so much more sporadic and scattered with its days for some reason mm. to me. Um, well, I, where, I wouldn't know. Whereas Thanksgiving is always the 20 something mm. of yes. November. Yes. But um, yeah, you could gonna, be right. Yeah. We're definitely going to have to look this up. <laughs> there are people who are going to be listening like, young. Yeah. What is stupid. wrong? With, what, like, is, <laughs> what are y'all what, talking about right yeah, now? Nigga, I know it's in November and I know I'm fitting to eat. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, no. So, so for a few different things, mm. mostly, for for me mostly what this has what it's for and what it has done has changed my perspective on eating and why I do it 
how often I ought to be doing it, in, in which in which ways I should be doing it. So, um, what have you been eating? Like what? I, mostly, it is just lemon water, lemon water, and once a day for the past two days. So it's only been twice now. I've had a smoothie. Like okay. I've made, you know, one of my smoothies. I just thicken it up with like either some avocado or some peanut butter mm. and just throw some fruits and maybe a couple vegetables in there like kale or something. Okay. So, so that's what I'll do. So usually around like noon, I'll drink one of these smoothies and then for the rest of the day, I just drink lemon water. First thing is the hunger that comes. Like you know what hunger feels like at first and Six hours in, it clicked in my mind. This is the longest I've gone without eating mm-hmm. that I can remember going without eating, because I would have I would have been at least snacking on something if I couldn't get to my next big meal within a six hours time frame. And that alone just blew me away. Like wow, I've just accomplished the, the longest I've ever gone without eating mm-hmm. in six hours time. And then, with I mean, and the, clearly this is outside of sleeping, for anyone who wants to be super technical about it. <laughs> um, but I, you feel the hunger, and it's slightly uncomfortable. Yeah. Do you ever feel when you're hungry, like when you when you just haven't had food in a while, and you're like, "Damn, I need to eat something." Do you ever feel like like a gassiness, like like kind of like? Mm. What what are you what are you feeling a pre- uh, a pressure? Not it. You could call it a pressure. Not it's not like it doesn't hurt mm. or anything like that. Do you start farting? I don't think so. I think it's more. It's just like Do you start burping. <sighs> Do I start burping? Because I'm trying to figure out what's going on with this gas and where, where it's going. It it just. Uh, I think I do. I think I, I burp a bit. I mean, mm-hmm. this is also like, cause when this happens, I just eat and I don't think, I don't oh, really yeah. think about, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I don't take the feeling in. Mm-hmm. I just know that that feeling means I'm hungry. Right. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. Yeah. Um, but it, it just feels like, like a gassiness mm. inside of my body when I, when I haven't had food for a while. Hmm. That's interesting. I didn't feel that. Okay. I just felt as though my stomach was empty. Really? <laughs> and it felt uncomfortable as uh-huh. you feel at the beginning. And then you just, you sit in it. Like, you just continue on with your fucking day. And you slowly just get used to it. The hunger doesn't, again, if you're drinking water, the hunger doesn't just keep getting worse and worse. Like, that was my expectation for some reason. Mm. Like, I knew I was going to be able to do it because of my mental fortitude. But I thought that the hunger was just going to get deeper and deeper and deeper. But this isn't this is your first time fasting though, right? It is. Really? I thought you've done this before. No, my parents. My parents have they've gone on plenty of fasts, oh. but I've never decided okay. to make that decision. Before. Okay, okay. So I yeah, so I just decided to do that. And then after some time, I started and I also did this on the same day I decided to stop drinking coffee. Right. So I was building up a coffee tolerance as well. Right. And then you also have to have a caffeine crash at some point, uh-huh. right? Just like Adderall in a sense. Like you, you, it's going to have to come down at some point and then you start to feel a little bit worse than you did when you started. Mm-hmm. So I did this the same day and a few hours in, my mind felt super like crystal clear and I seemed like I was energized. Okay. Like I was on it. The day that I decided to stop 
drinking coffee and I wasn't going to eat nearly as much as I had been. Okay. Energized, on it, crystal clear, keen senses, and then the hunger sort of subsides. Mm -hmm. So it changed my entire, just in the first 24 hours, it changed my entire idea of how much food one needs to be ingesting anyway. Now, I've been reading a little Mm -hmm. bit about this yet again. This may be the third or fourth pot in a row. Shout out to Tia. Like, we just, we just over fucking eat. I can believe that. Even without doing the research, I can totally believe that. It's it's just, I mean, it's just way too much. I mean, munchies out of the way. Back in the day when we were just talking about how you could catch me in the kitchen facing a whole pizza, (laughs) uh, two peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, two bowls of cereal and I had to just go to sleep to just so I stopped eating. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like that's just absolutely insane. But when you think about like input and output Mm -hmm. for a lot of people, a lot of people aren't super active, meaning their job doesn't require them to be super active Mm -hmm. and they're not a super active person extracurricularly, you know, as well. Mm -hmm. So you're taking in mad food throughout the day. Maybe you have a big breakfast and you have you got to have your lunch. Maybe you bring a snack as well to have before breakfast and lunch or maybe after lunch and dinner. And then you're going to have your dinner. You may have a dessert. But for a lot, for tons of people, they're in bed for many, many hours. It's, I mean, I'm guessing anywhere between six to nine hours, people are sleeping in their bed. Mm-hmm. And then they get up and they get in their car for whatever commute they have. And then they're in their job, which isn't super active. And then they get back in their car at the end of it. And then they're in the house and they're eating. And then they watch TV or whatever they do with the last few moments. And then they go to sleep again for another six to nine hours. Mm -hmm. So you're taking in mad calories, but you're not expelling any energy. Like you're not you're not living that way. Right. So most people are just overeating just on the strict base basis of them not being active people um and so one once the hunger sort of subsided and i was just drinking water and i was and i realized i was fine and nothing was happening like there was no huge moment of like i feel weak and tired and like oh my god you just start looking around because i work at a restaurant yeah so it's kind of wild so you just start looking around and realizing that it's all about mouth pleasure like that's most of the reason why people eat. It's it's simply because this salty thing or this sweet thing or this heavy, decadent, fluffy thing in front of me, whatever it is, My it's taste buds enjoy it. it I just I just <laughs> like it. Uh-huh. I just like it. I don't need it at all. I could I could have this meal this morning, something probably something small, some juices and waters, and maybe this meal at the end of the day, or maybe even not. And I would be just fine. Mm-hmm. And I would probably lean out just based on nutrition. Man, it changes. It, it changes everything. So I move around a lot in my job, mm-hmm. which is probably one of the reasons why I'm not huge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but like. 
I, you know, you know me, I don't even, I don't eat breakfast that often. Right. And if I do eat breakfast, right. it's like, I'm not one of them 8 a.m. crack of dawn type of eating breakfast type of people. Mm-hmm. If I eat breakfast, it's like 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Okay. But most days I'll have a coffee in the morning. Mm. I'll eat something small for lunch. And then like, I have a relatively nice meal for dinner. Mm. That's what most days look like me eating wise. What's a small thing for lunch? What does that mean? Exactly? Um think of like uh my lunch yesterday. We um I made a chicken and rice bake. I uh, basically it's just like you put rice in like a baking dish, mm-hmm. you put the raw chicken on top of it, like a little bit of oil, mm-hmm. uh, some broth, some water, you bake it together. Mm-hmm. Well, there was more rice than there was chicken. Mm-hmm. There was rice left over. I put it in a little Tupperware, a little circular container, okay. you know, not that big, about this big, mm-hmm. maybe about that, you know, tall. Yeah. Didn't even fill it up. It was probably halfway full. So you could say I probably had that's like two and a half inches in diameter and depth. Like, yeah, yeah, so I probably had maybe half a cup of rice because you got to think rice enlarges after it cooks. So half a cup of cooked rice. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Maybe three-fourths of a cup of cooked rice. Mm. Now, granted, rice is very filling, but it really it wasn't it still wasn't a lot of food. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like if you if we're now if we're thinking outside of the rice, you could say, what did Keon eat for lunch? He had a sandwich for lunch. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Right. I eat small at lunchtime. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't like to pig out during lunch because the way that my body is set up, I will not eat dinner until like 10 o'clock if I eat too much in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. Cause like now, granted, I don't eat lunch really until about two o'clock at the earliest. Yeah. So my dinner, in order for me to actually be ready for it, you know what I'm saying? Seven, eight o'clock, I eat a smaller lunch. And I don't know, it just works out for me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're definitely you're you're definitely not burning a lot of calories. I mean, not like not like a ton. You're walking around the facility, but yeah. you're not you're not you're never like sweating. No, no, not yeah, sweating. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we'll see what happens, you know, this summer when it gets hot, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I guess that'll be a little different. But it's, it, but it's, it's not like, uh, you know, like high thermogenesis. Nah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, for me, it, it, it changes the way that, that I look at what my diet is going to be from here on out. Just mm-hmm. like what my portion sizes are going mm-hmm. to look like. Mm-hmm. I was just looking at people in the restaurant today and just thinking, like, for anyone that is complaining that their food came out at, like, 12 minutes and not nine minutes, like, I'm just looking at that and I'm and I'm thinking, you know, everything is relative, of course, but I'm thinking, yo, like, I haven't eaten in, in, in two days. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I've, like, I've had a couple of smoothies, I've had water, but it just it just shines a wild light on the lack of patience that people have and, and just the compulsion that people move with there. You should probably, well, not, you know, not you in particular, but I think the word hangry gets thrown out very loosely. I think but there's so. a huge, there's probably a, a, a real big science behind that. You know what I'm saying? Well, no, I think that you, I think that you can get irritable. But, yeah. And, and so this is my thing. Yeah. You can be hangry. And you can also learn how to regulate your emotions. 
You can also learn how to regulate the way that you speak to people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like, so that's that's a part of being an adult. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, just because I did, I didn't have my breakfast as soon as I wanted it doesn't give me the right to now start yelling at you. No, it shouldn't. You know it what shouldn't. I mean? It shouldn't. So yeah. So that that's that's the thing. And again, hunger. Again, also relative because if you haven't sat with hunger before. If you've never just said, I'm hungry, I'm just going to stay hungry. Is it a construct? Nah, it's not. <laughs> no, no, no. You need, there's going to be a point you're going to need to eat. Like, no, 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 no. No, you, you should construct a meal. <laughs> That's what you should construct. No, uh, you need that. Uh, but it's, it, again, it's just, it's, um, there's just wiggle room to work with mm-hmm. inside of this concept. I mean, a lot, and, like a lot of other things, it's just mind over matter, you know? And, and that's my whole thing is more than anything going on a fast like this lets you, it just makes you privy to the fact that you can do things that you didn't quite know you could do. Mm-hmm. Like you, you may look at not eating for three days, like, well, that's kind of like, what you mean? Like, just don't, what you mean? Just do just water? Like, don't eat anything? Uh-huh. Eat small? Like, what are you talking about? Between what hours am I allowed to eat? Like, what are you, just nothing? N- the whole time? Because when you're around food, you start salivating. You start thinking about what something crunchy may taste like, what this creamy soup over here mm-hmm. may taste like. You start thinking about those things, but that's the point, is that it's about mouth pleasure. Yeah. It's not about what your body needs yeah. to survive. It's not about that at all. There's been plenty of times where like I didn't necessarily feel hungry, but I started smelling something that smelled really good, and I'm like, damn, I could eat. <laughs> right. <it's, it's, laughs> I could I could what's the uh, I don't I wouldn't mind a small plate of that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whatever that is. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. So it's uh so it's it's just a fascinating, it's a fascinating thing abstaining from things and putting yourself in an uncomfortable position for long enough to realize that you're not going to die in that position mm-hmm. opens your mind up to what it is you can do, mm-hmm. what you can bear, how strong a human is mm-hmm. and just what a human being can overcome. And it really, it really just opens you up. It, yeah. just, it just changes things. So yeah, the human body's resilient. I'm just letting you know that my Easily, my highest bill outside of the necessities is food, mm-hmm. right? Like when it comes to the extremities, like I spend wild amount. I have spent wild amounts, exorbitant amounts of money on food in the past in my life. That ends today. So when I go out places, I'm, if if I decide to go out places. Because that'll be more of a treat. Mm-hmm. That's a what I was going to ask you. A lot of the time you go out. Because you I can't mean, control those portions. That's for the. Well, no, but you can control what you get there. Yeah. You can you cannot get an appetizer or two and an entree and dessert. Right. Right. And another appetizer to box home and, and take home. Like well, you, who do, who's, who's some doing people, that? Some people might get two. Who doing app- that? If you go out with two people, you get two appetizers. You might get two appetizers to share. Right, be like, oh, babe, like, what do you want? Like, oh, I'm thinking about this. Oh, damn, like, it does look good. But I was thinking about this too. Oh, well, let's just get two appetizers. We'll just share them. We can get our entrees, and then whatever's left over, we can just box it, take it home. 
Oh, that, okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I thought you were talking about ordering an extra appetizer oh, just very, to take to the crib. Oh, like, no, 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 not okay. no, 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 no. I was just saying, yo, bring me that menu back. Like at the end right. of the year, yo, bring me that menu back. Yo, just bring, just box that up so we can go home. No, yeah. no, 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 not that. But yeah, but the rest of that, that is reality. Right. There, right plenty right. of people do that. So, yeah, yeah. so that's what I'm saying. It's, it's just when you don't eat for long enough, you realize that you don't need all of these things all the time. And I see people order wild amounts of food all the time Mm -hmm. and when people say oh my stomach is bigger than or my eyes are bigger than my stomach Mm -hmm. that's exactly what you just look at these things you're like oh that looks good oh that looks good Mm -hmm. oh that looks good Mm -hmm. this has nothing to do with anything that you need at all it's just what what is going to feel like an orgasm inside my mouth Mm -hmm. like what is what is that what's going to make my fucking eyes roll in the back of my head (laughs) And just make me drool because of how doughy and sweet this is or how yeah. how crunchy and savory this thing is over here. That's that's really what it's about. And if you can control that, if you can learn to make more conscious decisions when you're eating, like why am I eating right now? Am I eating because I'm truly hungry and I feel like my body needs it because I've had like a lot of caloric output that day? And I just I need to read, you know, I need to nourish my body or am I just eating because like I'm about to sit in front of the TV and sitting in front of the TV is synonymous with having a plate of food on my lap. Am I am I am I am I at the house and I'm like kind of bored. So it's like, oh, let's make a let's make a meal. Let's just make some food. Uh-huh. Like I'm not I'm not necessarily hungry, but like I could eat it. And that's and that's the thing that you said just now, too, because that phrase is interesting. I could eat. <laughs> I could eat. <laughs> Nigga, everybody could eat and does eat. Uh-huh. But it doesn't mean that you necessarily should be eating. Now, again, to each his own. Everybody's going to eat when they, whenever they want to eat. But it is it is a, a tragedy truly working in the food and beverage industry for as long as I have and have watched so much food get wasted through. There, there's a buffet. And people don't eat the food, so it gets tossed away. Or somebody just ordered way too much fucking food. They knew that they wasn't going to eat. Mm-hmm. And they just toss it away. They don't get a box. They mm-hmm. just toss it away. Mm-hmm. Oh, or there's there's just a mess up. <clears throat> somebody rung something in incorrectly on the monitor. And, they're just like, and it's already been made. It's like, oh, wait, no. The, the people wanted this instead. It's like, okay, well, cool. And they take that plate and they throw out whatever was just made. And... For there to for anyone in this world to be starving, like for people to have to go through that. See, I'm I'm blessed enough to be able to do the things that I'm doing with diet. Mm-hmm. But for people to really be on the side of the street, on the side of the road, or just anywhere starving, and their children starving, haven't eaten in in days and days and days, weeks. That's wild. Yeah, I mean, you think about it on a much larger scale because you're not the only, you know, your your spot isn't the only spot doing that. Restaurants no. all over the world do that on a daily basis. Just tossing. Just imagine. Perfectly cooked food. If Just imagine if, you know, gas had gotten up to like five, six dollars. I know we were talking about this the mm-hmm. other day. And you saw somebody go out. Now, forget about the this completely being eco unfriendly mm-hmm. but somebody just going and filling up like a couple gallons in those gas tanks and ju- you just saw them pu- just pouring it out just like they were just pouring it out into the street 
Like, like that is, that is like that is a resource <laughs> yeah. that people clearly need and are having to pay a lot of money for. Yeah, and you're just pouring it into the street. Mm-hmm. It, it's just, it's the same thing. Like we just got stuff that people are literally starving mm-hmm. for, and we don't give a fuck about how much we eat, how much we throw away. We don't care. Mm-hmm. That's how wild. Because it, it costs money. You know what I'm saying? Like that food that that that, that they're throwing away. Like you know, I've worked in in some retail establishments. Like some some sort of garment maybe has a little stain on it. You know, mm-hmm. maybe a little slight tear. One would naturally think, oh well, I just give it to the goodwill. Somebody can use it. No, cut it up, throw it in the trash. Yep, you know what I'm saying? That's policy. But it costs them money. To be able to, because they gotta, they gotta transport that. They gotta, you know, what I'm saying like yeah. anything, yeah, anything yeah, yeah. you gotta, anything you gotta pay for, like the food you're talking about. There's they no, gotta store it somewhere so it's so it stays fresh. It's gonna cost them money. There's no financial incentive. Yeah, there's no financial incentive, and and that's and and that's the thing. There's no financial incentive. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not making any sort of money by feeding anyone that's starving. So just throw the food away. Exactly. I couldn't imagine being a CEO or an owner of something and just having that kind of mindset. It's just so ridiculous to me. <sighs> yeah, it's kind of wild. Like you really sitting up like yeah, like I would have to put something in place. Like, like you know that this this is a policy. This is a policy. Like you you got bread. You got the money. You got the money. You can make something work. But yeah. You, yeah, it's crazy, man. Yeah, super crazy. Yeah, like you just gotta make some sort of, you just gotta make. I mean, I, I mean, I can't speak for everyone's business, but on a larger level, because I think you're talking about like corporation yeah, level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta make a budget. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta put that in a budget. Absolutely. Like you got, you have a budget for breakage, yeah. for just things breaking, getting ruined, tossed out, people stealing. Mm-hmm. You can make a budget for this. You mm-hmm. can make a budget towards trying to get some of whatever your goods are. To people that need them mm-hmm. in some way, shape, form, fashion. I mean, start somewhere, you know, maybe a certain percentage of the damaged goods should go to a shelter or something or to mm-hmm. a goodwill. You know what I'm saying? Start somewhere. Yeah. I'm not saying like, all right, now from cold turkey, anything damaged straight to the, you know what I'm saying? That's why but, I enjoyed. Well, that's one of the reasons that I, I enjoyed working at Panera Bread. Mm-hmm. Actually, to be honest, I mean, at the time, did I enjoy it? Maybe not. Maybe maybe I kind of look back on it with fond memories. But I did know that it was cool that I think it was a church group of some sort. So I don't know if this happens at all Panera Breads or not. But there was, used to be some ladies at the very end of the night that would come and they would bag up all of the bread that wasn't used. And there'd be tons of loaves of bread, mm-hmm. tomato, basil and rice and wheats and multigrains and sourdoughs and baguettes and muffins and croissants and danishes and all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. And they would they would bag it all up and they take it. So I don't know if it was a church or they took it to a homeless shelter, but they were feeding people that needed it. That's what's up. And I was like, that's dope because that happened every night. You know something, Earl? This is uh something that. I'm not going to say has bothered me, but so, you know, a food bank. Yeah. Uh, somewhere where you can go and they've got food that they can give you. I have members in my family and I'm not judging them at all. Okay. That go to food banks and they get food 
and, you know, whatever. But I've had those members of my family try to, oh, yeah, go down to that food bank, blah, 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 blah. You know mm. what I'm saying? And it's just like, I'm, I'm not going to go, not because I, I don't need to go, but I don't need to go do, like, there are people that need that stuff. Why am well, I going yeah, over so there? The, yeah, so you're, so you're not going because you feel as though you don't need Yeah, to I don't, go. I don't. I don't, well, I'm just, I guess when I say that, I'm just not, I'm tr- I'm not trying to sound like some privileged asshole when I, I don't need that shit. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. But, at the, but you're right. So you don't have to take it from an arrogant standpoint, yeah. but, but from, but just from a, a, a place of acknowledgement, yeah. you know that you are privileged enough yeah. to not have to go do that in that you should leave whatever's there for people that truly, truly. Yeah. Need it. And like these particular family members, I also, like I said, I'm not judging them, but I also kind of feel like they don't need to go either yeah, like yeah, yeah. you just you just going because it's free you just you yeah, know what i'm saying yeah, like, like i'm gonna go pick up some stuff yeah but how much stuff can you get like i don't know i ain't never been huh, that's, yeah <laughs> but like yeah like i was i was thinking about that the other day when i was um i was driving through dc and i saw like a huge line you know food bank a lot of canned goods a lot of bread things like that um and i just you know i just thought about the couple of times i've had more than one family member just try to put me on to a food bank yeah you know and I'm looking at them like, do you even really need to do that? Right. You know what I'm saying? But I'm also thinking to myself like, they're like, I'm, I'm saving on the grocery bills. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, yeah, sure you are because they're not going to discriminate yeah. at the food bank. They're going to give you some food. Right. You know, but it's just like, I just feel like you're taking food out of other people's mouths. People yeah. that really need that stuff. Yeah. Better way you could do <laughs> is if you have money, if you have a budget in mind for your grocery spending per month. Again, if you just got a little bit more in touch with your body and realize what your body needs, then you could just buy half the stuff that you buy because you don't need to eat throughout the entire day in huge portions like you do. It's just people out here just mad frugal. Just going to food banks, knowing damn well they could afford food at a grocery store. You know what I'm saying? Just Mm. just getting food and just that's just. You know what I'm saying? And then what? The food runs out. Them last couple of people in line just just didn't just just didn't quite they, make it that didn't day. Make it. But it's a, it was a couple of people in front of them that had a hundred dollars in their pocket could have easily went to the grocery store. Yikes! Couldn't couldn't be me. <laughs> right. I'm not doing that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. I'm good. I'm good on that. I'm, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm good enough. Man. Yeah. No. I just I've always I've always thought that that was just really interesting. Like don't. I don't even know why you're going up there. You don't need to go up there. These are some of the thoughts in conversations that that spur simply from abstaining from something. Mm -hmm. You just you just start thinking about what is necessary more like what you need and what excess is and why you choose excess over what is necessary. Mm -hmm. It's 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 interesting. I was actually thinking about that uh, with with alcohol. Forgot what conversation I found myself in, but just for shits and giggles, we can start it this way. Did you see Jesse Smollett recently in court? You know, he got, he finally had his court hearing. Yeah, yeah, I heard about it. And I think he got like a couple weeks or something like that. Nothing crazy. Um, For anybody that doesn't know, did you ever watch Empire? He was an actor on Empire. I didn't watch it, but I knew he was on there. It was good for like, it was good. What'd he say? Oh, yeah. So he was just in for a little while. He, he had, he, 
he it was good for like the first season as far as i was concerned uh-huh. after that it kind of it, it just got more romanticized as the as the seasons went on mm-hmm. like you just started asking yourself like is this really happening because <laughs> these were people in the music industry and it's not to say that the music industry like there aren't thugs in it and there's not a bunch of wild devious shit going on because i'm certain that there is mm-hmm. but it was just like it it would it would be tantamount to diddy or Jay-Z killing people on a weekly basis. Like, <laughs> just like all, like, and not even sending a signal out for someone else to do it. I mean, them, oh, them doing it catching all of the bodies. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, I don't know, like, it's just, and in that and in many other ways, it just got like, weird. you you doing this yourself. You don't got, you don't got people for this. Yeah. It was a little weird. Like, that was really? kind of my problem with House of Cards, too. Like, uh-huh. Kevin Spacey was catching all the bodies himself. I'm like, Kevin. <laughs> Why? Why is he catching the bodies? Like, and, then, and then going to that rib shack to have some ribs. For- exactly. <laughs> yeah, from Freddie. <laughs> Freddie's rib shack. Anywho, so he's an actor from Empire. Uh, he at some point in time. This is just for, again for anybody that doesn't know. But I'm sure most people do. He decided at some point he was going to falsify a phone call to the police. By saying that some some white gentlemen and some MAGA hats had come and beat the shit out of him and and poured some fucking some chemicals on him and put his head in a noose and and, and called him a nigger and all sorts of wild shit. Mm-hmm. And then it just turned out that he had just paid like two big black dudes to beat him up because so, this was a publicity stunt. And he was trying to get something out of this story. He was trying to emerge out of this someone bigger. What a plan. Right? Like a like a living martyr of sorts. Uh-huh. So that clearly blew up in his face, which, by the way, we never talked about it, but how fucking crazy is that? <laughs> Just that plan and then being it's, caught. I mean, it's it's it wasn't a good plan. Can you imagine being caught, though? Like the world knows that you did this? And you still have to. You're young. You still got to walk this earth and have people know who you are. Yeah, that, that is diabolical. He is not getting no more work. Like you, <laughs> no more you, work. You are the boy that cried wolf, but like in real life, <laughs> like you, we get to know who that person yeah. is. That's wild. And then it's just such a stain on the Smollett name because there's a lot of talent in that family. Oh, I didn't you know? even know that. Yeah, you journey uh Smollett. Um you, you know I don't know these people. She did you you didn't watch Lovecraft Country. No. No. She was the okay. uh the light skinned woman that uh was the love interest for the main like one okay. of the the main character. Okay. Look at look her up, you you absolutely I'll look recognize up Smollett her. family. Yeah. See what they like got they going even on. they had a show like it wasn't like a big thing, but yeah, it wasn't back the Cosby the, show. Nah, it wasn't like the Cosby. The <laughs> yeah. one they weren't Huxtables, right, right, right? But um, they had a show back in the day, probably in the, I don't know the nineties or something. Oh, it wasn't uh, even a Hughley's then. It wasn't even on that level. <laughs> nah, oh. it was definitely. It wasn't my wife and kids. It wasn't none of that. <laughs> I forgot the name of the show, but I just know they had one. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. But um, yeah, it's just such a stain on the Smollett family name too. You know what I'm mm. saying? Because as far as I know, they're well regarded in, I ain't going to say Hollywood, but I'll say the acting community. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll get further closer to the point. Well, actually, this isn't quite it. But did you see him in court stand up when he was sentenced and was like, I am not suicidal. I no. am not suicidal. I want to let that be known now. He's saying this because if I go in here 
and for any reason I end up dead and it looks like a suicide, it was them. It was someone else. Start investigating because it wasn't me. But I thought that that was interesting to have that on your mind. Like someone may try to do this. And I want y'all to know it wasn't me. I'm not suicidal. It was. Mm-hmm. It's either that or, again, because he's the boy who cried wolf, it's just him being theatrical. Uh-huh. It's hard to tell because uh-huh. you're looking at the face of the nigga that did this crime. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So it's just like, I don't know what it, what your play yeah. here really is. Yeah. Like, like, I don't know if this was just like another theater act and you're just, I, it, this is just what you like to do. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's just maybe they. I guess they were both. Both actions were just a way for him to garner some sort of sympathy. They, I, 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 I don't sympathy know. that he's he's isn't he gay? But yes. I, yeah, so yeah, he, of, yeah, he came out and said, "I'm the gay Tupac." See, now that nigga doing too much. <laughs> he doing too much. <laughs> he doing too much. Like, come on, <laughs> he's the gay Tupac. I am not suicidal, and. You you and running out here constructing plans to get beat up and then lying about like you yeah, doing too much. There's a whole lot. Like just just go act and make your money, dog. Like what? man, he wasn't making enough money. He needed more. And see, that's it. It's the same thing. It's greed. It's excess. I need more. I need more on my plate. More on my plate. Mm-hmm. What he was getting paid wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. The the chances, the opportunities that were coming his way wasn't quite enough. <laughs> Either way, when I started watching that show. I went down to Florida to visit Julian. He put me onto it. So I was spending the night at his at his house one day. And he had put it on and I was listening to it. And they got some bangers on their soundtracks, by the way. Because, you know, it's a whole music show. And mm-hmm. it, Jesse was performing because he's a singer on the show. And his little brother on it, Hakeem, which I think his real rap name in real life is Yaz or something like that. Like, he had rap songs on there. But they were constructing songs and they were on the soundtrack. And mm-hmm. some of them were good. Mm-hmm. One of them was called Drip Drop. Okay. And I don't know how it was probably like drip, drop, drip, 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 drop. I, if anybody that listens to the, the music or watch that show probably knows that that's nothing what it sounds like at all. Uh-huh. But the song's called Drip Drop, and that's what matters. My brother, I think the night after he showed me Empire, he took me to a strip club. Mm-hmm. And first things first, I never in my entire life, I mean, from visit number one, thought that strip clubs were for me. Mm-hmm. I never I never went to a strip club and left and thought that was a great usage of my money. Mm-hmm. I never thought that. Mm-hmm. Um, saw naked people. I thought, OK, that's cool. I've seen naked people like I, that's that's fine. Naked like, that's, women. Yeah, naked women. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that's where I was at. I was at that one. Okay. The one with the naked women in it. <laughs> I mean, it's whatever, but I'm just want just want to clarify. Yes. Uh <laughs> and I just thought, okay, that's cool. Uh, you know, some some boobs and some ass, like that's cool. Yeah. Um and then it's not like food in there. Not unless you're going, not unless you're going to one that has Yeah, I'm about to say like a like a like a menu some of them or your jokes do got food. RJ took us one time. Stadium is like famous for their wings. He hit a he did I think that's that's <laughs> where I think that's where I went. He hit me up. He was like, yo, this wing night. This wing we gotta go. That just sound like RJ. Like, well, because you know he's he's a connoisseur of wing nights. Well, he's a connoisseur of get of of deals. He of likes deals. deals. And especially for when it comes to wings, he knows like what he feels like a wing is worth. 
So when certain wing nights got up to 50 cents and wing was like, oh, wing night, he was like, that's a terrible deal. And people think they're going and getting a deal for 50 cents or 50 cents for a wing. He was like, bro, I'm not doing it. He was like, I'm so, not paying 50 I mean, cents not- for a wing. He was like, nah, bro, we, you got to take that down at like 35. So what? 35. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be it's something. like a trip in about 15 <laughs> he was like, cents. like 50, 50 cents for a wing, bro. That's, he was like, I shouldn't have to pay like a dollar for two wings. He was like, I, he was like, I just don't look at the two wings and think that this is, that this is worth this. Hey, man, that's him. He's also a big guy. Excess. He needs more. Again, this whole thing is excess, excess. So, so that's how I feel about the club. I mean, the, the strip club in general, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You're in there, the women, they don't, they don't like you really, but, but, <laughs> but it's their thing to make you feel like they like you. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you're going in there, they're talking to you in ways that like they're going to talk to everybody. It's, you know, so so you also have to go in there with that understanding unless you're the type of person to go in there and lose sight of that. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, she really fuck with me, which if you I, I don't uh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, that, don't go in the strip club and get too siced. All right, bro. Come on. <laughs> they man. do this all night. Man. I know. But some of them are really good at it. Soon as they, you leave, she's going to say the same thing to the next guy. Hey, man. Come on, man. I, that's, that's how they, that's how they thrive. It's through this, this facade. Man. They, they can't just come up to you and talk to you. However, they got to make it seem like they really like, like you. There's like, so many different type of people that go to a strip club. You get like the, the older people that are just looking for some companionship. Yeah. You get the, the ballers that are coming in there with stacks that are just don't, that don't care, just willingly. Sometimes you yeah. get, you get a baller that's looking for companionship mm-hmm. that has a significant other at home. Mm-hmm. And they're just doing this on the way home. And mm-hmm. like the, their companion at home doesn't give them the sort of love and attention mm-hmm. that they feel like they need. So mm-hmm. they come through here with that baller money mm-hmm. and they throwing it at champagne mm-hmm. that comes and talks to them every Thursday night or whatever. Yeah. And then you get the guys that come in there. You know what I'm saying? They don't really need to be in there. They in there trying to talk you out of a lifestyle and shit. Like, <laughs> why are you doing this? <laughs> You could be doing this. Yeah. Why you in here? What, what you, you think these, you think they think of you? Huh? Yo, see, I would never go that far, but I have, <laughs> but when, but the times I have gone and spoken to strippers, I do speak to them uh-huh. on a human level. Like I just, they clearly never given me the real name, but I'm just trying to talk like, yo, like, so what's up? Like, what's your plan? Like, what you got going on? Like, what's, What's that? Like, what, what's your life like? Did you, did you go to college? Not, not, I see, I'm not doing, I'm, it's just really just a regular conversation uh-huh. that you would have with anyone else. It just, you just happen to be here and just, you're naked. Yeah. Yeah. It's and just, see, like, that. I have, I've been to a strip club. I can probably count on one hand. Okay. How many times I've been to a strip club. I'm very selective about when I throw my money. Last time I went, I was with uh, my girl and one of her friends. And like, you know, they were looking at me like, yeah, like, go up there. Throw, throw some cash, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, nah, not her. <laughs> not her. I'm waiting. <laughs> waiting for something a little thicker. <laughs> not her. She can't get it. Nah. She doesn't deserve my money. Mm-mm. Well, and and again, there, there are different. There are also levels to strip clubs. Mm-hmm. So I should say that. You know, maybe also the ones that I've been to haven't been the top tier performers Mm -hmm. because I'm certain you go to certain places, maybe in Miami and you start to see things that acrobatics right (laughs) with it. It gets it gets a little like these girls are training. 
yeah. to be able to do some of the things that they're doing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I've, I've seen videos of strippers just at the top of like a 20 foot pole, just sliding down into a split right. and not killing themselves. Right. Yeah. You know and, what I'm saying? And, yeah. And then using the momentum from hitting the ground to start an ass shake. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I'm that's saying? Crazy. Like you can get really good at it. Yeah. yeah you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's definitely strippers out here that just do that for a living. Oh, and, not, and, and when I say a living, I mean like they have excessive money like, like yeah, it's yeah. not just it's not only paying the bills it's creating a completely different lifestyle for them right a different tax bracket yes so for sure um like they're getting flown out places and treated certain ways by men and don't need it at all no like if, no. if anything they should be flying the dudes out and paying <laughs> for things for the guys like it's like nah like, i got mm-hmm. i got all of my own yeah. i'm good so we get into this spot and i sit down Maybe at the time I wasn't so, I wasn't being super considerate of stripper time. So when I sit down yeah. and my brother and I are just chilling at the bar and a stripper comes up and she sits down next to me and she's, she has a little drink and she's just talking to me and I'm talking to her like a normal human being. I don't really have much intentions of giving this particular stripper my money and asking for a private dance or anything of the sort. Mm -hmm. But she's talking to me. So as a respectable human being, I'm talking back, right? Not thinking that maybe from the very jump, if I don't have those intentions, I should be like, nah, like I'm good. Like don't talk to me, Mm -hmm. you know? So like your, your etiquette sort of has like your social etiquette sort of has to switch up when you go in here. So I'm just talking to her because she's talking to me. Maybe she talks to me for about five to six minutes. She goes up on stage and she starts dancing. Like in front of you or? Well, like no, a- just on the stage. Okay, I'm okay. at the bar. I'm, I'm easily like a good 10 feet away. Uh-huh. My brother goes up there and starts throwing money, right? She gets off the stage and comes back over to where she was sitting next to me and sits down. And now by this point in time, I've thought, you know what? She was kind of good. Uh-huh. I think I'll ask for a dance. Okay. And so I said, hey, would you like to give me a dance? And she turned over at my fucking face, like, right in, bro, I'm talking about, like, from the distance between this microphone and my fucking face. Right now. <laughs> like, like, easily five inches. Uh-huh. And was like, turn the fuck away. And I, I... It had the same face you had on right now. So, like, I didn't, like, I wasn't computing what just happened. So, I was like, what? And she said, turn the fuck away now. And so, I turned my head away from her face. And she was like, yeah, I guess you never had a girl tell you no before, huh? And what is happening right now? See, so you were just as you're just as lost as I was. Yeah, what is happening? Because first and foremost, not, I'm, trying, I'm trying to figure out what you did wrong. Okay. First thing in my mind is she says, You haven't had a girl tell you no before, is I don't know who you think I am, but I have girls tell me no all the time. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, yeah, I have plenty of losses yeah. on my scorecard. Secondly, I was supposed to take that five to six minutes that she was sitting there talking to me, being super flirtatious and nice and all this sort of stuff, 
And I was supposed to, she was supposed to capitalize on that time. And not after she got off the stage for a private dance. I think she was so upset because I was not up there giving her any money as she danced. But she spent five to six, seven minutes talking to me prior. I mean, that's the game. Like, you, you're not going to win them all. <laughs> Bro, she, my brother, she had no issues talking with him after she got back off the stage. But me, turn the fuck away. That's crazy. I was like, you. That's crazy. You. What the fuck is going on in here? That's crazy. That wasn't my last time at a strip club. But I do remember that as she was screaming that in my face, Drip Drop from the Empire soundtrack was playing. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I couldn't think. I was like, oh shit, the Empire song, the Empire song is playing right now. Like, damn, these niggas in the club right now. Like, damn, this is, this is kind of crazy. Shout out to them. So that's what made me think of it. Just, <laughs> I was just saw Jesse Smollett. It just made me, it just all this thinking about my past and bringing up these past memories. Uh-huh. Jesse Smollett and me getting yelled at in a strip club by his chick came up in mind. But when it comes to abstinence, I, I left that strip club again. It's been probably one of the last two or three times I've been to a strip club. Uh-huh. And it was again because I was brought by my brother some uh-huh. other point in time. But drinking alcohol has been another one of those things that is clearly something you do in a strip club Mm -hmm. where when I when I was doing it, there were certain feelings that I had about it. And it took me having to stop doing it for long enough to look back at it, why I was doing it, when I was doing it, who I was doing it with, in what fashion I was doing it. Just these compulsive Things that you're doing, these compulsive drives as opposed to conscious decision making. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you something about not drinking for as long as I have. When I've been going back in my mind and sifting through all these moments, I was miserable partying with people for many years. Mm. Many years. So I kind of thought about this. Is this in hindsight? No, I knew it. I knew it when it was happening. Hmm. I would. There's there's these to me famous, super profound moments in two books. One of them is This Side of Paradise by I think it's F. Scott Fitzgerald. Uh, I think the the main character protagonist name is Amori. And probably people probably pronounce that differently. But then also in Charles Dickens' book that I just got done reading a little while ago, The Great Expectations, the main character, Pip, they both go through this moment where they have an excess of money. They're hanging around a bunch of the cool people, a bunch of the people with money that they've always wanted to, and they're spending and they're living life in excess. And they take at least like a paragraph or two to describe them looking around as they're doing this. In realizing that they're not happy, that what they're doing is a collective, is a collective dream state. It's, it's them and everyone else that they're doing acting as though what it is they're doing in the moment is fulfilling and it's fun and it's exhilarating and it's worth their time. And so they're all doing this 
creating this illusion that it's a whole lot of fun, mm-hmm. but none of the individuals inside of the experience are actually feeling good about what it is they're doing. And I have a theory that I think that that's a lot of what's happening at a lot of clubs a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. That's my that's my theory. That's my hypothesis. It's my opinion, really. I think that a lot of times, as I was, I was conscious enough to be drinking and smoking. And if I didn't get completely fucked up and like like over the edge, then I was always conscious enough to be able to look around and watch myself be stupid with other people. (laughs) And that never sat well with me. I was always looking around like, what are we doing, though? Mm -hmm. Like, I get it. Oh, shots, shots. Oh, hit this. Oh, come over here. Do this. And we're stumbling all over the place. And we're, we're saying ridiculous, nonsensical words to one another. And nothing has any meaning at all. It's it we're and we're just we're just being collectively stupid, but we're all trying to fool each other that this is the best time in our individual lives as a collective. And it's all just an illusion. Mm. Like that's not at all what's taking place. Like most of us are not blissed out because this is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. We're not fulfilled, like our soul is not being fulfilled because we're running around acting this way. That's that's just, it's just far from what's happening. It's at least far from what was happening for me. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting around for too long just going through the motions, just doing the things that the people were doing. And so I found myself in strip clubs and regular clubs and lounges. And I was like, this is not it. And that's when I started to figure out that when I was going out, that I liked a lounge more than I did like a, a super loud club, just music blaring, drinks, ton of people. You're bumping into people. You can't have an actual conversation with anyone. So all the communication you have with people is kind of like it's weird. I just feel like it's set up for weird interaction with other people. Guys bumping into guys, stomping on each other's shoes. Now a fight breaks out because you're drunk and you're stepping on my shoes and it's in front of a girl and I feel like I need to act a certain way. That was never me, but it was people. Uh People did that. Mm -hmm. So it's just like a weird, it's a weird thing. I always was able to see through all the distractions and notice, oh, there's strobe lights and disco balls and super fucking loud music and their drinks and their sparklers going around. And there's the bottle girl over there. And it's like a casino. There's just tons of distractions and shiny spoons to put in front of your face Uh, to, to make you feel like. This is where the shit is going down. Like you guys are having so much fun in here right now. But it's it's like a lot of the times when you went out with people, that wasn't even the case. You went out with your boys. You weren't having conversation with your boys because you couldn't because the fucking the music's too loud. And all the guys were probably just dead set on trying to find some women activity. Mm-hmm. So you're really just looking around. You got your drink in your <clears> hand. <throat> you're looking around. Somebody somebody may not even want to drink, but they feel like they have a drink. They have to have a drink in their hand, as we spoke about before. Mm-hmm. It, it's just you you don't want to be sober and be speaking to someone that isn't sober, mm-hmm. thinking that there may be anything that may come from this, because then that's weird. Mm-hmm. Because you feel like you may be taking advantage of them and you may very well be taking advantage of them. Right. Like it's just like it's a, it's a, it's just a very weird clubs are just weird setups when you really 
Think about it. It's like, there's just weird places to go. Not to say you can't have a good time. Not to say that no one that goes to a club is genuinely enjoying themselves. But it's, it's, it can get really fucking weird. Yeah. And so that was my experience with drinking for far too long. <laughs> I was, um, I went out to like a, like a hookah lounge, um, like last weekend to uh, celebrate my cousin's birthday. What kind of hookah you get? And I don't, it was it was already there before I got there. Okay. I have no idea. It was it was good though. I mean, you know, when we started going to Dream Cafe and I got put on the different things, I was <laughs> like, oh, I, now I need my hookah a certain way. I mean, if, if y'all got it, I need ice in the base, uh-huh. and I need natural coals. Oh, see, look, nah, see, see, see yeah. nah. This wasn't just a hookah lounge. It was it was it was loud music, yeah, yeah, yeah. hookah, alcohol, yeah, yeah, DJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think they had bottle girls, but mm. you know. But um, there are a lot of weird things happening in the club. A lot of interesting people in the club. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, there was almost a situation, like, right when we were getting ready to leave, because there was this, some rando guy just, like, recording, like, the, the girls, like, my cousins, her friends, you know, certain members of my family. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, the female, the, the women that were with us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, recording, like, watching them dancing and shit. Oh, yeah. And, like, see. you know what I'm saying? And, like, you know, m- myself... And, you know, some of the, the men that were there kind of caught on to this guy. And we just like, yo, like, what's, what is, what are you doing? Like, what's going on? You know what I'm saying? The, the girls are noticing. They're like, yo, this creepy ass nigga. Like, what is he doing? <laughs> and, you know, How he's you feel a, comfortable doing that. Yeah. He's over there. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's just Instagram live, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and it's just like. It doesn't matter. Dude. Yeah, you got to live it. You got to let the people know how much fun you have. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's, that's the thing, though. Like, those people weren't even with him. He was just recording people he did not know. Bro, it doesn't even <laughs> matter, man. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. And then there was like, you know, there's always the guy in there that's like, oh, come on. You can have another one. You could get, come on. Come on. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know nah, what I'm saying? Those, yeah. You know, like those guys. There was a guy with us. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's cool, dude. I But this nigga always trying to get somebody to drink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, I, he's I, a cool I see, guy. I never, I but never. He's always trying to get somebody to have another drink. I never enjoyed that. I never enjoyed people trying to tell you how to party. Right. I never liked that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like I go along with it a couple of times. Like, all right, yeah, I'm good. Like, I'm let me let, let me party at my own pace. Right. Like, bro, right. like I'm not you. I don't know. Right. I don't want to be you. I don't know how you do. What you, like what you got going on? Uh-huh. What your idea of a good time is? Uh-huh. I just like to chill. Like uh-huh. I don't need to be out of my mind sloshed out right 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 yeah. exactly Jeez. <laughs> hey i had a um i had a conversation with somebody yesterday um so it, you know this is at my place of work um and so the guy is telling me he's like yeah you know i'm kind of different than a lot of people and i'm just like well, i mean what do you what do you mean by that and he was like you know just like with my relationships you know he was like I don't really do like the monogamy thing. He was like, you know, I got, I'm into like the polygamy, a little bit of dominance, blah, blah, blah. He was like, you know, like, like the main person that I'm with right now, like she's a dom. You know what I'm saying? Like okay. she's my dominant. Okay. And the reason why I'm saying this is I've never, I've never met anyone like this in real life. Like this is a lot okay. of shit you see on TV. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I've never had a conversation 
with someone like this nah, in you, real nah, life. Nah, you think you haven't. Well, maybe I haven't. Maybe oh, I haven't. for sure. Maybe, yeah, maybe I have. Maybe I have. Behind they just closed didn't doors. But mm-hmm. yeah, this, this person was just very open about it. And so he's just going down some of the things that just come with that kind of life. And so he's telling me like, yeah, you know, the main person I'm with, she's, um, um, you know, dominant. I'm the submissive in that relationship. And, you know, she, she has a lot of, uh, just basically just a lot of control over what it is he can and can't do. Like this nigga was talking about, you know, thinking about, um, whether he wanted a slurpee that day or not. This nigga was like, yeah, I'm, I gotta call my dom first oh, to make sure, to like, okay it. And oh. I'm just like, oh, like it's that deep. Like it is that deep for real. Mm. Like this nigga can't even just go get a slurpee. Like he got to ask first. I was and, and he and he enjoys and yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not a problem for him. Right, right, right. Not right, a problem right. at yeah. all. Yeah, for sure. She she say no. Guess I ain't getting that slurpee. <laughs> it's all right with me. <laughs> and um. <laughs> <laughs> and and what he was telling me is like you know he'd been you know monogamous up until the point where he st- you know he he started seeing this woman this woman has a husband her mm-hmm. hu- her husband has a girlfriend okay he was like they all just be going on vacations together okay and i'm just like wow like it's just i know nothing of that life yeah. that is an interesting type of life and you know i asked him i was like do you ever get jealous like you know he was like you know what like when i first started really getting into it i was always jealous mm-hmm. all the time and you know i'm just like i mean how did you power through and he was like it was just something i was willing to give more time and i was like okay i mean i respect that you know you 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 giving it your best shot and he was like now i i didn't ask him how long he's been with that woman maybe i should have um but now he was like you know Every so often, I do still get a little jealous, but it's not anything like it used to be. Mm-hmm. And um, he was like, you know, even when we go out to dinner, he was like, there's a certain amount of eye contact that I have to keep with her. Like, if I don't keep that type of eye contact, you know, there I can be disciplined. <laughs> and I'm just like, wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> There will be repercussions. Yeah. Like, get back to that house. Like, don't, like, I have to keep my eyes on her at, like, pretty much all times, unless, like, I'm just getting a fork full of something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I have, and, and, if that's what he likes. Yeah. You know? Yeah, man. Um, and so he says, you know, he's kind of looking for a submissive himself Mm. right now. And so I guess he's getting, like, his, uh, his dominant is coaching him on how to, I guess, be more dominant and what he should expect from his submissive. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And it is, it's an interesting world, man. It's such an interesting world. And so I just, for some reason, that made me start thinking about just the whole idea of marriage. I did a little bit of re, this is, has nothing to do with my situation, mm-hmm. but I just started looking it up. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I, I got, he was it, like, shit, I might need me and I mean, need a little submissive on the side, like, um, on that sidecar. But I started, oh, wow. <laughs> I started just looking into it and it's just like, as the generations have moved 
on and on and on. Like millennials, Gen Zs, they're they're not getting married like people used to. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, it's really at an all time low. Twenty five percent of millennials and Gen Zs are just like, oh, fuck that wedding shit. Yeah. Like yeah. they're just like they see it for what it is. It's a contract. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're like, why can I have just why can I just have a life partner? Why does the government have to have a say so? Why mm-hmm. does it have to be documented? Why can I just be with the person that I want to be with yeah. and that just be okay? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Why why do I have to sign this and sign that? You know what I'm saying? Like and then they it, it moved on to uh you know people just not really wanting to commit to another person. The divorce rates are super high. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, a lot of people these days are really just focused on their careers. They're trying to get this money. Mm-hmm. And I, and I'm just like, damn, like 50 years from now, is it going to be even more? Are the number, are the rates going to drop even more? Are people going to be getting married in a hundred years? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that people are going to be looking at things differently. I think that some people will be getting married due to tradition. Uh-huh. Right. And it's what my parents did. My grandparents did. And it's just something it's, it's an idea that's still being marketed. Yeah. So I'm still into it. I uh-huh. want to have the big wedding. I want the DJ. I want the drinks. I want all my friends. I wanted to be on a lake somewhere. Uh-huh. I want dolphins to pop out the fucking water and kiss me <laughs> when I say I do. Like I want all this sort of shit to happen. I think other people are going to do it because they see benefits in the contract. Mm-hmm. Through the government, mm-hmm. you know, what, what tax breaks and insurance and mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff that comes with that. Like, we're listen, we're going to if we're truly going to be together and we're going to say we're life partners and we're going to live together and we're going to do this whole thing. Maybe we ought to look at that not for the huge wedding because we don't even have to do the wedding. Right. But maybe we need to look at the contractual benefits and see if like we should just get married on paper just for that. Right. 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 So some people will do that. Um, and then, and then there are going to be people that just want to stay single. There are going to be people that don't want to commit because they don't know how to be with someone. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a smart decision. Yeah. I don't think that you should get with someone. Go for it. Thought I was about to sneeze, oh. but I didn't. <laughs> I don't think that you should be with someone for the sake of being with them or for the sake of codependency. Mm-hmm. I, I think that if you're not with someone that is, that is helping you. Like, I, I just, I, I have a hard time in, and even in this conversation of this, this Dom and this submissive right here, he's, he's trying to get after something that he feels like would, would help his life, mm-hmm. which is he would like a submissive. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know what else he's got going on, what other aspirations he's got going on. Hopefully his Dom, if she could, would also help him with those things. Mm-hmm. But she's clearly trying to help him with this thing. So she's trying to help better him in whatever way he would like to be bettered. And just to speak on that, this this guy, he's kind of a heavy set guy. Mm-hmm. And apparently she's also like trying to help him lose some of that weight, too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's, you know, there's- so that's what I'm saying. Like there's there's trade off. Like there's there's mutual benefit here. Mm-hmm. And we have a goal together. We came here and. Government contract or not, there is an agreement between us on whether on what it is we're doing together. Mm -hmm. Like, why are we together? Mm -hmm. And it's it's it all comes down to the same thing. The square the square root of it all is 
Is this a, just a compulsive drive, a compulsive force that is pulling you to do something outside of your control? Or are you making conscious decisions about what it is you're doing? Mm -hmm. So everybody can be in all sorts of different relationships, marriage or not marriage or monogamy and polygamy, all this sort of stuff. But just why are you doing it? Mm -hmm. Why are you with that person? It, it, are you making the real conscious decision to do that thing? Or are your impulses taking over and driving you down some lane and you got no idea where you're at or why you're headed in that direction? Mm -hmm. And so that's really what it's all about for me. I just don't think you should be with someone if you guys don't have a common objective. If you guys don't know... Like if you sit down with your significant other, you should be, I feel like you should be able to ask, why are we together? Mm -hmm. Like, why do you think we're together? We should come up with an answer together. Mm -hmm. Why are we doing this? Mm -hmm. Like, I like you and you like me, but I could, I could like other people. Mm -hmm. Like, what is it about us that, that we have an understanding about that is going to help us build the sort of life that we want as individuals as well as a unit? Mm -hmm. Because if, if 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 we don't have any sort of semblance of an answer for that, then we need to work on an answer, or there's or we need to think about what it is we're even doing here. Mm -hmm. Like that's just something to think about. Mm -hmm. So all these things you give a little bit more time to, they they you know throw the veil back over your face, and then you're able to see things clearly. So whether it's the the drinking or the not eating as much and trying to diet more, you know, constructively. Or it's this thing and giving your relationship a whole new look. Mm -hmm. You give it some time. Yeah. But um, I also, I don't know. I also just really like that, you know, people from our generation and the generation that's coming up after us are kind of just taking back a little bit of some, some of their autonomy. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Just kind of like just not really following suit. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Seems a little unorthodox to people that are older than us, but I think that's really dope. I don't want to call it woke or anything like that. Yeah. But I mean, people are really starting to make some of their own decisions. Things are changing. Mm -hmm. And I'm really curious to see like what life in this world is going to be like, you know, 30, 40 years from now. Yeah. See what your is doing. Yeah. Yeah, that that will be <laughs> that will be interesting. Again, he's in middle school now. Yeah. Oh yeah. So he gonna them conversations like something's gonna start happening some point in time soon. In the next three years, <laughs> definitely. Listen, I was interested in girls at a young age. Yeah. So super young, by the way. <laughs> like I was, I was definitely like, I was interested in girls at a very young age. Hmm. I want to like. Third, the the person smoking up the fam that that yeah that person, her and I dated in third grade. Yeah, I had I had some I had some yeah like we had little, little crushes and stuff like that. You brought little Valentine's Day cards mm -hmm. in and candies, and you put it in certain certain person's cubby or something like that. I remember telling a girl that I loved her in like the third grade. <laughs> didn't I didn't know what the fuck I was talking about. <laughs> I remember I, I remember being outside on the playground, the girl yeah. that was like my girlfriend right. at that time. You're like, I love you. Yeah, just uh, some this white girl named Kelly. Yeah. Just, <laughs> oh. Yeah. I was in like. Oh, yeah. Her I was name like, was definitely Kelly. Yeah, I was like third, fourth grade or something. I remember just sitting out on one of those benches just telling her that I loved her. Mm. And it's just like, nigga, what, what, was you, what was you talking about? What were you talking about? Excess. Everyone, what, what where are we at? 
I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can go ahead and go back home, or you can get on a road. You can go back home. You can have some dinner. Yeah. May, what, what are you having for dinner tonight, Keon? I have no idea. Oh, you don't know? No, I, do, I have no clue. Maybe maybe you'll be just in a modicum more conscious about what you're eating tonight. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see. We'll who, see. Who knows what happens? Um, this, week, then, this weekend, I'm going ham, though. I don't oh, know. no, I know. Yeah, I... No pun intended. Yeah, and then yeah, then you can you can wake up tomorrow morning, get straight on the road, and get back. Yeah, that'll be a good time. Okay, and then I guess we'll see you on the pod the week after next. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm skipping a week. My son's coming up here for spring break. Try to spend as much time with him as I can. So we'll see who's here next week. We'll see. <laughs> Anywho, all right. Last words for the people, sir. Um. I would say take the time to to really think about a, the, some of the decisions that you're making in your life because you don't know which decisions are going to impact you for the rest of your life and you don't know which decisions are just going to impact you for the now. But really think about the things that you're doing. I know that it can be hard to do that sometimes. We feel like we're just in the on life can seem just like this like a treadmill sometimes. You just you're just going and going and going and going and you know, you just, just whatever happens next is going to happen next. But if you take a little more time, maybe take a little more, uh, take a bite out of some discipline, you know what I'm saying? Um, and just really think about the things that you're doing before you do them. Um, I think you'll be really surprised at, uh, some of the outcomes that will come from those things. Excess, excess, excess. I am just, I just happen to be in many ways a minimalist by heart. It's just in my nature. Yeah, I this just... nigga this has no need for once. <laughs> this nigga ain't ever wanted nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, I would urge people to think about how they're living and what ways they are living in excess mm-hmm. and why. Does it make you feel good to do it? Why? Could you be easily maybe chopping some of the bills that you have, some of the spending that you have in force? That's a, that's a huge thing because people talk about the money that they don't have to do certain things, but they don't, they don't, they don't think about money management. Mm-hmm. Right? They don't think about the things that they buy that they don't have to buy. And I think, I think that food is one for all of us. Yeah. Because everyone has their small things. Like maybe this person buys shoes. This person just buy clothes. This person buys, you know, electronic equipment. This person buys makeup. But we all buy food. Mm-hmm. And I just, I really feel like we could all do much better on the food front when it comes to spending. Like tons more if you really got in touch with how much you need to eat. But I think it takes having to feel hunger and sit in it for long enough to realize just how much you can actually take. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I really liking, liken it to, I'm always talking about going to the gym and people working past the burn people that first start working out and they start working out. Maybe they have a trainer or just a friend that does this and they start to feel that burn and they start to feel that thermogenesis we were speaking about. And it's like, no, mm-hmm. I don't like, okay, this is where I stop. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you go past that point. 
that's when you that's when you figure out where your where your real capacity lies. Mm-hmm. You push it and you burn and you feel great afterwards. And I think it's the same thing with abstaining from things. You have to get over the hump. And then once you do that, you realize, oh, I can actually do much, much more than I thought that I could. Mm-hmm. And the amount of money I'm spending on this thing, thinking that I need to do it three to five times out of the day is way too much fucking food and way too much money. Yeah. So I implore people to think about the ways in which they they live excessively and contemplate ways in which you can maybe mitigate and ameliorate those issues in your life. And last cherry on top with that note. I think that if you're with someone, you can do it in a myriad of ways that we've already spoken about on this podcast. I don't care how you do it. Really, really one, because it ain't my relationship. So you can do whatever you want Two, the only thing that I really care about as far as other people's relationships go, if I even were to care would be that you all understand what it is you're doing within that relationship. Mm-hmm. And so that being the cherry on top of what I was saying is if you happen to be in a relationship with someone at this moment and you even think that one of the basic building blocks that your relationship is built off of is teamwork, partnership, sharpening the other blade, helping the other person excel and ascend and elevate themselves in life, then you should be having this conversation with the other person as well. How do you live in excess? Is that okay for you? Do you not care? Have you given this any thought? Maybe this is something we can help each other out with. And then that way we'll get better together. Last words. Nice. Episode 112.